Good evening. We would like to sing for you a song that we have sung many times in Brazil. It's one of Ron Hamilton's song. It's called A Tender Heart. We're going to sing the first and the third verse in English and the second verse in Portuguese just to prove that we actually can speak Portuguese. <laughs> Take me, I would give my heart to thee. Thy devoted servant, make me only thine to be. Savior, while my heart is tender, I would give thee every part. All my talents are. sings pretty good. Pastor Aaron gave me the, the flicker and he showed me how to use it. This is pretty foolproof. So I'll put the pressure on. Thanks for getting that. It says thank you for helping us during our 28 years in Brazil. You guys came on a little bit late. I think it was during Pastor Dell's tenure here. I don't remember exactly. Nope, Albright wouldn't take us on. He must have known more than Dell did, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> everybody's laughing about that. It's kind of awkward, but anyway, um, we, <laughs> he was a, actually assistant pastor at Lake Orion before he came here, and he kind of knew me, and we had some fun at Lake Orion, so. But anyway, praise the Lord, you guys have been on board, I believe, for 26 years of the, our 28-year tenure there. And like, um, have you guys ever gone to your, like your dad's house and he brought out the slide projector and, and bored you with all the slides of olden days? Uh, Pastor Aaron also said, Mike, you've got enough for one minute for each of the 28 years that you've been in Brazil. So 
eh, it's not going to work. But uh, I want to show you some pictures that may mean nothing to you, but some of them actually have one of you in them, or actually two of them. Uh, but I want to uh, go through these slides in a pretty good fashion, not boring you to death with slides like we had a missionary at Lake Orion who was a doctor in Africa. So you can imagine his slides. I sat there as a kid like this, looking through. <laughs> it was like a horror mo movie every time he would come. And this is the goiter that I removed, and this is the surgery that actually did it. So uh, I'm not going to do that, but I just want to share some highlights and also share, uh, try to communicate what the Lord was able to do with a couple of simple people like us. I always say that uh, Dawn and I are... I can say she's gone, isn't she? Uh, we're simple people. We are not highly theological or, or complicated in that way, but uh, the Lord took us out of the simplicity of uh, serving at church and led us to Brazil of all places. Uh, the first slide we've already looked at, our first church was Calvary Baptist Church. Oh, I gotta flick the flicker, I forgot. I'm flicking my, my computer here, but it's not moving. Okay, turn it on first. That part's good. I like that. From February of 1998 to April of 2000, we, we landed in Brazil. Our first year, actually, we landed in 1997. We had a year of language school in Sao Paulo, which is a city about two hours from where we served for the next 20 years or so. And we learned Portuguese. We tried to, anyway. And uh, that's one good thing about Baptist missions is that they emphasize the language learning process so that when you go to your place of service that you can communicate the gospel with the people. This was the building just before we got there, the beginning of Calvary Baptist Church. And none of your people are on that one, but one of your former people are in this one. If you see two men there, uh, the one on your left is Ed Alexander. He's a missionary, or one of our co-workers when we, we started out. And the guy in the white pants and the red hat is Pastor Albright. And the guy hanging by his toenails on that scaffolding is me <laughs> and I I lived so that it, he he pastor Albright fell through one of our scaffolding one time hurt his knee I think and uh, but praise the Lord he lived as well this this next slide shows the group that came on the far left you'll see John Sanzatera uh, you might know some of these people better than I do I don't know who the guy kneeling are there's there's guys the one right in the middle has a hat on I think his name was John I can't remember his his last name. The guy in the gray t-shirt right above the guy with the sunglasses is, is this guy here. You know him? That's Dwight Schultz when he was like a teenager or something. I don't remember. Oops, I, I, I would flick. I'm flicking here thinking you're seeing what I'm seeing and then I forget they're not connected. But anyway, see, see him there? So he's got the arrow over his head and that's not a sign from God or anything. Just, I put that there. So. <laughs> This guy is going to serve someday at this church. But that's, uh, he, you felt the call, or had you felt the call before he came to Brazil? So you know you'd what? In Brazil. We thought, we prayed for him and thought he was coming to Brazil as a missionary, but when he said he was staying here, we just quit praying for him. So figured it wasn't worth it. But anyway, in this, and in, you can see right here that it wasn't because he's wearing a pink t-shirt in that, in that picture. I just wanted to make sure that you saw that. But uh, this was the, <laughs> this was the initial construction. And this, the, the team from this church took our building to uh, level, the level of block where we placed the roof on top of that building. We'd had two We'd had three other teams in the same month that had come and worked, and then this, your team was able to put, Pastor Albright put the last block in that last layer of block, and they put up a lot of block. The other men in the picture, the one on the far left on the ladder is me again, and then uh, Sean Alexander in the middle, Ed Alexander to the right, and then you see again, the guy to the far left with the hat is one of our coworkers, a Brazilian coworker, Celso, and then John Sanzatera, Pastor Albright, then John again, and then Dwight, and then who's that guy on the far right? Anybody that you remember? Sunglasses and a hat? Okay. Oops, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
That guy on the far right is who? Yep, that's who it is. I remember the name. All right, next picture is uh, one of our, is our youth group. Uh, every November 2nd, it's called the Day of the Dead. I don't know if you knew that or not. Halloween, and uh, there's a morbid celebration of the Day of the Dead where, where the, believer, where the uh, Brazilians pray for their dead relatives whether that's to be able to get out of purgatory and into heaven or whatever. And of all things, our seminary, our Bible college, has their open house on that day. And I, I thought that we used to kid that it, was the, it wasn't uh, the seminary day, it was the cemetery day because it was on the Day of the Dead. But anyway, uh, we, <laughs> thanks. We, uh, we take a group of our young people down. And this was one of our first groups that we took out of Calvary Baptist Church. And I want to point out this... Oops, <laughs> I forgot to turn on the X-ray, I mean, the, uh, not the X-ray, but the, the laser. Okay, push this button. Aaron, it's not foolproof. Uh, this girl here, this girl here is uh, Juliana, and she was the first convert at Calvary Baptist Church, and later would go to Bible College, uh, dedicate her life, and her and her husband, Mario, are in full-time service for the Lord right now in, uh, in Paraná, Brazil. This young man here, uh, right there, his name is Alexandre. It was not to, It was at the, this seminary day that he felt God's call to uh, go to Bible college. He'd only been saved for a year at that point in time, but uh, felt God's call to go to Bible college. Um, this cute guy right here is me, and that's my daughter Anne right there. But what we would do on a yearly basis, we would try to take teens to Bible college to, to get exposure, exposure to uh, the call of God on their lives. This is another picture of that same trip. You can see it as November of 1999. And uh, that's the same group, basically. They, just before, we had a humongous group from Sorocaba. We, lit, we worked in the city of Sorocaba, which is uh, about two, two hours interior from Sao Paulo. I probably, you probably never heard of it, but I've mentioned it before here. But uh, it's a city of 700,000 people, so it's very big. And the, but our churches tend to be very small. But you can see that the emphasis not necessarily was it our goal to see young people be a part of the nucleus of the church, but the Lord had given us a very good uh, group of people, group of teenagers from our first church. This was, this was the same, you see Alexandre and Mario, and then the others are Fernando, uh, Celso, and Nelson, and they all uh, felt that the Lord was calling them to go to Bible college, and this was the night that we sent them off with uh, a special service. And Alexandre will play a, a part in, oh, I'm sorry, I gotta, tell me, you know, like raise your hand and say, no, raise your hand when I, because I've been, I'm gonna shut this. Okay, I'm going to look at what you guys are seeing. Um, Alexandre is on the left, as you see, and then Mario in the middle, and both of them will play a part further down in the story, if I can keep the story in order here. This was the building that was finished by, or excuse me, the, the upper part of that whole building was finished by the, the team that came from this church. This is a, this is a picture I took uh, Actually, I took it off Google Earth. Uh, I took, we were down there uh, back in uh, May, and I, I actually took a picture of Calvary Baptist Church, and that's the church today. Uh, later on, I'll tell you a little bit more of how our, all of our four churches have connected together uh, through the years. All right, this is the group that was a, was a part of the church when we left in 1999. We, were on, we actually left, excuse me, in, in 2000. We, we were only at this church a little over two years. And then our furlough hit because we had the first year in uh, language school, the second two years, two and a half years were at Cal Calvary, and then we came home for uh, Aunt, or Abby's senior year here in the, in the United States. But this was the group that was there when we left. Our second church was called Hope Baptist or Igreja Batista Esperanza. Do we have any Brazilians here tonight? I see that hand. Oh, he's just itching his head. Sorry about that. Um, all right, we were there from 2001, August of 2001, to June of 2008. Uh, it was on the other side of town, on the other side of the city, 
And this was the church where we first began a teamwork situation. We actually had a Brazilian family in our first church. But in this church, we had that same family that went with us, Don and I, to the other side of town to begin a work in 2001. Uh, when my team leader told me at Alexander said, when you come back from furlough, you're gonna be working with Celso and Angela in a new church plant. And I was freaking out. I just, I thought, how's that gonna work? I'm this goofy guy and he's like Mr. Serious, but praise the Lord, it worked out and he didn't kill me. This was our team. We had, as you can see, Don and myself on the far right, and then Celso and Angela and their daughter Priscilla and their son Celsinho, and then Anne is there in the middle, and then a young lady by the name of Tanya Swedberg. She's related to Mark and Anita Swedberg. I think that she is their cousin. But uh, no, she married their cousin. And uh, then there's Abby and Ginger. Well, Ginger wasn't really a part of the team, but... Uh, these, this was the team that we began working at, in at Igreja Batista Esperanza, or Hope Baptist Church. And it was, it was more Brazilian than American because there was, well, it was actually split at that point in time because both of our daughters were there. We again saw the Lord begin to work with teenagers. I put Ben Jacob's name. Oops, I'm sorry. Aaron, this is not, this is not a good thing. There you go. Uh, ben Jacobs began, began, came to Brazil in 1998 to teach our children. He's out of, he was at that point in time out of uh, a church in Saginaw, and he felt God's call to teach missionary kids, came and taught, and then during that time, during that year, he felt the Lord's call to come back as a missionary, and he became a part of our team as well. And also, the couple that you see right here, that's Davi and Claudia Gomez, who also are Brazilians and became a part of our team. So we had two Brazilian families, our family and Ben Jacobs as our team. Again, we began working and saw the Lord bring in children. There were uh, children that were on our side of the town. We lived actually the other side of the opposite side of town from, from where we planted the church, but that opened up the opportunity for us to share the gospel with boys and girls. And how that all started was one day, some kids came to our house and they said, uh, we lost our kite and we think it's in your backyard. Well, our backyard was about the size of the foyer, not even that big. And uh, my wife, for some odd reason said, well, you know, I'll go take a look, for, but I don't think it's there. And she looked and didn't find it. But then she ended up seeing the boys doing with their kites. And she said, How do you, where do you get your kites? And they said, we make our own kites. And with that conversation, uh, it was kind of interesting that the kids began to come over to our house because she said, would you make some, a kite for my daughter? And they did. And uh, they began coming and we took a bunch of kids from our side of town to the other side of town and began with uh, ministry with kids. That's Dawn right there. It's kind of a dark photo, but that's Dawn leading some children's songs. This is Abby, and uh, there's a little girl at the very bottom of that photo. Her name's Mariana. Yeah, I did it. Uh, and she, her sister, Anna Claudia, was the first convert at our church. And uh, her mother was already a believer, but there was trouble in the family. The father was not a believer. And uh, Mariana had a difficult upbringing, and her sister ended up leaving the faith, and her mother, I don't, I'm not sure where her mother is, but uh, she'll come into the story a little bit later on too. And this is a blank slide that I put in there for some reason. It's a nice sky shot. Uh, this was, the group of people that, that we had when we left uh, Hope Baptist Church. Now you notice that there's a lot of kids. You see Ben there again. Uh, we have Abby on the far left. Our whole family was there except for Amy. Uh, Amy is our oldest, Anne is our second daughter, and then Abby is our youngest. But that was the group of people that the Lord brought to Igreja Batista Esperanza. That was a difficult work. Uh, it wasn't quite, when we were at Calvario, it took us a couple of years and we saw about this many or more people. After several months at Esperanza, several years at Esperanza, there was this many people. It was kind of discouraging in a way, but we praised the Lord that he allowed us to be used to see many of these people come to Christ. 
This is, uh, this is Mariana's family. She's the little one. And that's her, her mom. Oh, my goodness. I can't remember her name. Sorry. And then Anna Claudia is her older sister. Uh, pray for Anna Claudia. She's out of the faith. She's in rebellion. And she needs to return to the Lord. We were at, at Speranza about eight years. And, uh, and then... We, we came home on furlough, and uh, Alishandri, the young man that, that I showed you in one of the first photos, he sent me a, he sent me a text, and back then texts were like, what's this, you know? I just got a text from Alishandri, oh no, what's going on? And he said, would you be willing to work as part of our team in, uh, at Faith Baptist, or in, in Abitetu? Abitetu was uh, the projects for the city of Sorocaba. It was where the mayor thought he had a good idea and he, he, gave, uh, the, he gave street people a lot to build a house on, but he, he gave them uh, materials to build a tent and then he expected that these people would eventually build their own homes and would get them out of wherever they were and put them all in one place. But uh, whatever, what ended up happening, it was a disaster. But anyway, Alishandri was working at, uh, at the school nearby, and he, he said, Pastor, I'm going to start a, a church at this place. Would you be interested in coming and helping us? And I said, I'll pray about it. And you know what that means. I ain't doing it. But um, the Lord brought us there. That's what it means. You say, I'll pray about it, and you don't pray about it, and you don't want to do it, so you just say, pray it, and then the person leaves, and then they forget that you said that. So that's what I thought it would happen, but it didn't. Um, we ended up living a couple years in the projects, but this was the group that was there when we left, and uh, this was one of our... I don't know whether you got the postcard or not. We sent postcards probably only by Facebook, but it says, uh, from Faith Baptist Church. I think it says 2010. Yeah, and this was our this was the nucleus. It looks like the looks like our gang or the little rascals, doesn't it? There's some adults in there, but not very many. And what happened was Alexander had a connection with because he became a, a teacher at the school, and he he shared with his class one time of the story about David and Goliath. And he said, you probably heard about David and Goliath. And one of the kids said, oh, yeah, I think he lives on 2nd Street, doesn't he? Goliath? It's like, what are you talking about? No, he says, I mean, you know, David and Goliath. And the kid's like. And so Alexander, with that indication that there was little understanding of anything in the Bible, he said, he asked the principal of the school, can I teach Bible lessons at the school? And the principal said, of course, anything to get these kids under control. You can, if you can get them under control, that'd be great. So he began to teach Bible lessons at the school and saw, we saw hundreds and hundreds of kids uh, be a part of the a Bible uh, club. And of the hundreds and hundreds, several of them began coming to church. And these are, these are some of the several. This is one of our retreats. Again, a lot of kids. We had a lot of kids' activities. One of our missionary friends said, you should be called uh, the first, no, the, the field trip Baptist church because you're always taking field trips. And uh, we would have, Ali Sunday was very creative with kids and he would, he would do these contests and the kids would win, win points toward becoming a part of a field trip or a camp. And uh, that was how we began the work at this church through the kids. Another one of our, uh, they, he bought, or we all bought t-shirts since we had our own uh, t-shirts that made us stand out as part of our church. It was a great idea until one of the kids sold their t-shirts to one of the drug dealers in the neighborhood and, and then that kind of like didn't work out too well. But uh, why did I do that? There's something missing there. We also did something, some of you participated in the part about giving instruments. I think I was talking or hearing somebody this morning or sometime yesterday that about having instruments that you gave to uh, be a part of the church. One day, Ali Shendley comes to me and he said, I'm thinking of teaching or, or having a kid teach some flute 
some recorder to the kids. What do you think about that? And I said, well, who's, who's going to do that? And he's like, well, there's this kid named John. He's down on the corner, and he, he really knows how to play the flute really good. What do you think about having him? I said, well, is he a believer? He's like, no, but, you know, I'll... Um, he can teach the kids flute, and then I'll be crowd control, and I'll teach them theory. And I'm like, wow, that's weird. I'm gonna have this, who knows this kid, who this kid is, and why. I don't know. It worked out that John came to teach flute for a while, and from the nucleus, it began to. Uh, like I was talking to Jerry a few weeks ago about when you start with a small group singing together or playing together, it starts to be wow, this is neat, let's keep going with this. And we would co- keep coming back with instruments, and every one of the instruments in that group, you can't see that there's several violins, there's several flutes, there's the kid that's got the, the clarinet that looks like he's holding like a baseball bat. His name is Heberchi, and he'll come into my story in just a few minutes. But uh, we started building a little orchestra, and we had, by the time we left the church there, we had about 15 kids and one old guy playing instruments together and they still do that to today. Something's wrong with it. I didn't put this many blue slides in. I did not do that. I think I, I think this is the wrong format for the, for the slideshow. But just before we left to come home from Brazil, this was the group from Faith Baptist Church that traveled a couple or an hour to come and, and bid us goodbye. You see that on the very far left is Alexandre. He's gotten a little bigger than he was way back in that first slide. But he was the one that accepted Christ at Calvary, ended up going to Bible college, five years of Bible college, student of the year several years, uh, coming back to Sotokaba to work in his home church, and his home pastor didn't really like that idea too much. I think he thought he was too... Uh, charismatic in a good way where he would draw too much attention to himself and so Alishandi got discouraged and ended up taking courses to go into teaching and that's how he ended up at Abitetu which is was the, the projects and he started a church there. I one time talked to one of my co-workers and I said Alishandi wants to start a, a church in Abitetu which you know when you say the word Abitetu in Sorokawa people are like oh my goodness I mean it's like the worst neighborhood in all of Sorokawa. And uh, my coworker told Alexander, he said, who's going to be your deacons? People aren't looking to get into Abitetu. They're looking to get out of it. Where are you going to find your deacons? And Alexander told me that. And he said, I told him, if nobody comes to help me, I'm going to still start a church there because I believe that's where God wants me. If nobody comes, I will still be there. And I thought, man. And that's when he had, he'd just asked us if we would come and help him. And I had basically said, I'll pray about it. And I'm thinking, I don't want to go. I don't want to go work there. It's too dangerous. And, and it got even worse because uh, I might have shared this story before, but we were told that we had to leave a house that we were renting. And one of the little girls in the, in the faith church said, Pastor, there's a, there's a nice house right in Abitetu. And I'm like, good, you go live in it. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. And uh, we looked and looked for housing and couldn't find housing. And then I finally said, Don, let's go look at that house. And we went and looked at it, and it was like, ugh, yuck. I said, Lord, we'll move here on one condition. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll move here if my van fits in the garage. Did I tell you this one? If, we, if the van fits in the garage, we'll move here. And I'm thinking, we got a long van. It ain't going to work. And the guy that was showing us the house, he said, oh, that garage, it'll fit in the garage, no problem. I'm like, no, it won't. It will not fit. Oh, yeah, it will. Like, get out of here. Just bring the van over. So I thought, okay, bring it over. Let's prove it right now. And I was like, if it does not fit and I can't shut the door, we ain't going there. And uh, so I'm pulling the van into the garage and I'm waiting for the van to actually hit the house. Boom. Because when it hit the house, I knew that I was, that was going to prove my point. And it proved my point because the Lord made it fit by that much. I mean, talking one-eighth of an inch of space between the gate shut 
And my van, I'd say, that's not funny, Lord. I'm going to fill the tires and try this again. <laughs> but anyway, that was, that's how we ended up living in Abiteto for a couple years. But this is Alexandri, and one of the kids that came to Bible, college, or Bible club ended up becoming his wife. Just uh, two years, I think they got married in 2020. So he is now, he's still pastoring Faith Baptist Church, still has ministry with the kids at uh, the Abiteto. And uh, the church is one of the strongest of our four. These four kids came from Abitetu. Uh, the one on the far right is Mirella, then Micheli, who ended up being Alexandre's wife. Then there's Heberchi with the hat on, and me. Uh, the three kids were our first kids that we sent to Bible college from the, the, the uh, Abitetu church. Uh, uh, Mirella's dad almost killed me one time. Uh, he came drunk to our house and pulled a butcher knife out on me, just like within, he was right up in my face, I could smell his rotten breath, and, and he said, I feel like killing somebody because I can't find my daughter, and I don't care who I kill, and he pulls this knife out, and I'm going, <laughs> you, you know, and I did exactly that, I don't know, it was, wasn't very spiritual, but that's what I did. Uh, then Michelle, her parents never came to church. Mirella's parents never came to the church. Habertie's parents split uh, years ago. His mom uh, was a drug addict and threatened to sell all the kids' clothes and, uh, for drugs, and she ended up being taken away. But uh, these, three, these three kids were our first Bible college kids sent to the Bible college in Curitiba. And of the three, <laughs> They all are in ministry because Michelle married into ministry. Mirella has become kind of a missionary in service at faith. And uh, Heberchi has taken over the Calvary work. That church had dwindled down from the, a lot of people that I showed you down to like eight people over the years. And uh, Heberchi came out of Bible college and just ended up taking that work. This is Mariana, that little girl that I showed you that her sister was the first convert. Uh, that's Mariana and her husband, Anildu, and Anildu is from the Abitetu Church, and Mariana is from the Faith Church, so kind of an interesting uh, marriage uh, of the, our, from our history, uh, the two kids that, Mariana was part of my junior Sunday school class, and Anildu, I discipled him for, for a while at, uh, at Faith, and he ended up going to Bible college, he's in his, I think he's in his last year, or excuse me, he has one more year uh, after of this this year, so they just got married a couple years ago. I was at the first wedding I did in Brazil. I've been there for 26 years and never did a wedding until theirs. But uh, this too is you see the let's see Frankie and Mayara, two of Habertz's, uh siblings. So there's four siblings in that broken, miserable home that lives in a hellhole of a neighborhood. And God reached into that family and saved the three kids, Hebrachi, Frankie, and Mayara, three of the four. He saved all of them. Marina is not, serve, or not going to ministry, but these two kids are down there to prepare them for ministry. It's pretty miracle, miraculous. It's the little things like that that are really big things to us because we see God working in these kids' lives. And they went down there with, they're basically on, on faith at that school because nobody at their, in their family is helping them at all. And this is Heberchi, looks pretty distinguished there. Uh, he's the one that had the hat on in the other picture and he's the one that's taken over Calvary Baptist Church. Last church, and this is a really shorter one, but it's got a little video. This is Pastor Hotinelli and his family. Batchi's holding Elisa and then Schaefer on the right and Adasa on the left. And they are uh, at Repentance Baptist in Tatui, which is about an hour interior, further interior than Sorocaba. And uh, Hojinetti, he gave me an invitation to come and be a part of an in-home uh, service. And the people that he works with work on sod farms. And uh, they are dirt poor. <laughs> Boy, uh, yeah. They work on sod farms and they're supplied their housing, but their housing is pretty interesting. But uh, he asked me, he asked Don and I to come be a part of a, a, 
a church service at one of the people's homes. We got there, it was night, and there was one light bulb, and there was like 50 people, 60 people gathered around this light bulb and singing songs, and I'm like, my word, what? I said, oh no, Father, no, no, you are not gonna call us to this place. I, I thought, I never wanna go to Tatui, but then I go there that night, and the Lord pulled that slick one on us, and. Hojinete came to me after I preached the message and he said, now you know what it's going to be like when you come and work with us. And I'm like, get out of my face. I am not coming here. No, we're not coming. Well, I get in the car and I said, Dawn, did you hear what he said? She said, oh no. <laughs> what? We're going to go there? I said, I don't hope not. I'm going to try and forget it. I'm just going to ignore it. But it didn't work. The Lord could, Yeah. When you guys were having, did you guys have church during COVID? Yeah, we did too. But we kind of did like this. We Look at how cool that is. It's like we were out on the sod farm, and we set up chairs in semicircle, and we would sing, and we would have our service in the open air. And then afterwards, we have a meal, sort of like you guys do here. And then after that, we would play bocce ball and that kind of stuff. It was pretty neat. And uh, one of the times we were having service, it was, we heard this over top of the house and Hojinet is like, oh my goodness, the, the police, they found that we're meeting here and we're going to get taken to jail. I'm like, and we found out later on it was just somebody messing around with a remote control airplane, but it was pretty funny. Uh, he got, he's, he's, he's a great preacher and dedicated to the work there. And uh, we just, he decided he wanted to start different preaching points at different, at different parts of the city so that he could have... Uh, Bible studies in different parts of the city, and then maybe eventually began a congregation in the different parts of the city, and then on, on, during the week have meetings there, and then on Sundays bring everybody together at the main church, and we started that in a March of 2020. <laughs> well, it didn't work out too good, but from that, we ended up uh, having a construction project to build a building for our people. They had been renting a storefront for a number of years, for about eight years. And uh, this is the cover of the advanced magazine, of this Baptist Mid-Missions uh, magazine that comes out quarterly. And we made the cover of whatever that says there. Oh, it's blurry, yeah, March of 2022. And we, I had sent out an update, and the president of our mission saw the update and, and asked if they could highlight our church. And so our people were like, wow, we're going to be in the United States one way or the other. And uh, so that's the group and that, that uh, helped build our church. Our church was, this is the, this is the group that, was, that basically was there when we left. Uh, it was, I was able to preach the first service in that, in that building when it was like this. It was Easter Sunday morning. And afterwards, he says, let's take a picture. And well, it came, it came out later that they were the, all the churches in the area were going to have a goodbye party for us or a goodbye service. And, and they put together four pictures of the four different churches we were part of. Um, that's, in, that's a finished building right there. Now, I don't know, how, do you know where Caseville is? There's a Methodist church in Caseville. It's like a big white church on the left as you're going north. And I sent a picture, I just put it, posted it on Facebook, and Hojine's like, wow, we gotta build a church like that. And from that building up there in Caseville, he, that's kind of what he thought it looked like. I'm like, it doesn't look like it at all, but it's, it's, a, it's a miracle that's a whole other story that I'll have to tell you at another time. But um, this is a more a recent photo uh, of the people that are part of the church, the church family there. And this was the inauguration service. That's me preaching there. And it was like 105 that night. It was like, wow, really hot. But um, we had a representation of all the churches in the, in the region. So we had, we had Calvario there, or Calvary. We had Hope. We had um, Faith as well as several of the other churches in the, in the area. So it was very neat to see all of them come together. 
Another ch picture of the church. This is just a, a photo of the beforehand of the the uh, last meeting that we had there. I put a question mark after the end because uh, I don't think God's done with us yet. I think that he still has something for us. But I also like to think that maybe someone maybe from this place would be willing to go to Brazil and, and take up that mantle with uh, preaching the gospel. I was gonna sh open by sharing uh, a, just a brief, <laughs> don't, I'm not gonna preach a message, don't get nervous. Uh, the last few verses of Acts chapter 4, it says this, and it's talking about Paul and, Paul and Barnabas and their first missionary journey, and it says, And when they passed through Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia, and when they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Atalaya, and from there they sailed to Antioch, from where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work that they had fulfilled. And at the very last it says, And when they had arrived and gathered the church together, they began to report all the things that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And they spent not a little time with the disciples there. Can you imagine Paul's slideshow? Man, pretty amazing. Uh, that's what I wanted to do with what we have here. I thought maybe we would have some time for question and answer if you wanted to, but I ha also have, is if I flick this one more time, what's gonna happen? Okay, this is uh, my book. It's called Recollections, and then I messed up. I put revised and expanded uh, edition, but it, what I did is I had another book called Recollections, which was a kind of uh, memories of our time in Brazil. And uh, I kept going with that, and I have uh, combined the two of them into one. It's like, it's gonna be 10 bucks if that's too much. I think the Kindle version is like 99 cents or something. But um, it's, uh, it'll tell you some different stories. It's like, it's actually a pretty good sized book. It's like 250 pages. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm getting my copy tomorrow. I ordered it. I wanted it to be here to show you tonight. But it's on Amazon. and. Uh, so if you're interested in further uh, information and stories about our time there, that's available. Um, not, Adam, how do I start the video? Now, I, before you do start it, I wanted to say that the people in this video are all volunteers. This is the other three churches we were part of, we had teams come down from the states and put, did most of the work, or a lot of the work, I should say. Hope we had less teams, but we did have teams. And uh, at Faith, we had nobody. The only one that came down was John Santerra to paint our building. But uh, we had virtually no help from Brazilians or Americans, and it took us like 11 years to finish the building. This one we started in um, July of 2022, and in March of, well, excuse me, in, um, when were we there? September of this year, we dedicated it. So it's like a miracle building. All the people in this video are either church members or Brazilians that came down to help us, and it's like five minutes long, so we'll, we'll see that now. It's just, yeah, there it is.
tudo preparado aí, ó. It's amazing. I, I, I um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of that. Um, we depended on you guys. You were one of 12 other church, 13 churches total that have helped us the whole time there, and we thank you for that. And um, yeah, I'm always willing to talk Brazil if you want to talk or you want to start a mission ship, go down there. If I get 10 people to go, I go free. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we, we, Aaron, it went a little bit longer than half an hour, but praise the Lord that we could share with you guys. And um, thank you that you've allowed us to be a part of your, your ministry team. Do you want me to just pray? Or question and answer? Say that what? You want us to sing again? Okay, Father, thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for allowing us to partner in ministry. Father, just amazing how you take 
people that don't have many skills or talents, and yet you use them for your glory and honor. And we thank you so much for uh, helping us to be a part of that. And thank you for your con continued persistence in my life and helping us to get to the field. And, and for First Baptist Sterling Heights that has helped us so many years, sent teams down and participated in that ministry. And we just thank you so much for the lives that you've changed, for your honor and glory, Father. And we just pray your blessing on this church as well as on the churches that uh, they've been a part of us helping with. And we just pray that your blessing will continue and that you'll strengthen and grow new churches in uh, the coming years. And we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen.